Going into next season for the LA Clippers, there is one question looming when we talk about looking towards the future. Do the Clippers need to open up the Intuit Dome in the 2024-25 season with stars on the roster? Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day. Your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri, born and raised in L.A. and going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan this fall. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more NBA, L.A. Clipper, L.A. sports, and NBA history content. And Locked on Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know if you think we need to open up the Intuit Dome era with stars on the roster that first season. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the reality of the situation, what I think Clipper Nation thinks and wants, and then the verdict at the end of whether or not we need to open up the Intuit Dome with stars on the Clippers. So being that I am a diehard Clipper fan for 19 years straight going into, and I go to games all the time, I think and have my whole life, I think I'd be a pretty good person for this particular topic. Now, it's actually not something that I've discussed with myself, to be honest, like internally. I haven't actually answered that question. I know what I want, but what I want is not necessarily indicative of what all of Clipper Nation wants or what, more importantly, the people that go to Clipper games want. And that's something I'm going to be talking about in just a second. But I just want to first apologize to everybody because this episode was going to be out on Friday. But my computer has reached a point where I keep saying, and I know I'm annoying because I think I've mentioned this on the show multiple times, but I'm trying to get it refurbished because it's getting so hot so quickly sometimes when I'm recording and I have all these because I record my audio separately from my video. So then the people, you know, all you Spotify and Apple podcast listeners or wherever you're listening to your podcast are getting solid audio quality. And then I sync that up with the YouTube as well instead of just recording using the audio from the StreamYard video that I record. But this week, sadly, until I send it in next weekend, is going to be from the StreamYard audio. So if you hear a slight change in the audio quality, that's because it's just temporary. I don't think it'll be bad, but it may not be as crisp as it normally is because I'm not using a separate audio application to prevent my computer from literally burning up like a furnace. So this week, sadly, I don't know if it's going to actually sound any different, but apologizing in advance, if it doesn't sound as good as normal, it's off the StreamYard audio. But anyway, let's get right into the topic of discussion. Here's the situation. Clipper games are not necessarily, I mean, in the Donald Sterling era, they were advertised as, come watch the stars of the league beat up on the Clippers for a very reasonable price. That was the advertising campaign. Come watch the best teams in the league for a reasonable price. 
that obviously you're not going to be able to do going to a Laker game and come watch them. And through that, sometimes you'll get natural people that started having favorites on the Clippers and started enjoying the experience. Maybe they started going with their parents all the time, kind of like me, and eventually started liking these guys and supporting the underdog that was the LA Clippers. But that being said, it wasn't until Lob City, and this is why I really stress, whether it's on my podcast, Dime Dropper, or this show, how much Lob City did for the Clippers, their perception, even within Los Angeles. The second we got Blake Griffin, or should I say that first season with Blake, it only took a couple of months, but before you knew it, we were selling out every game because he was worth the price of admission. He was electric he would do something spectacular every single time you attended a game and watched number 32 on the clippers play and when we got chris paul now you knew there was going to be consistent winning so for years six straight years i believe we had a sellout streak sellout streak this is the la clippers we're talking about and obviously having steve Ballmer as the new owner definitely helped because now you're believing in a long-term vision not just a potential flash in the pan with chris paul and blake and then sterling goes back to his cheap ways so I started seeing the picture, even though I grew up going to games with a lot of empty seats, what it felt like to be a sellout every single night I went to a game. And I'm not going to lie. In 2018 and 19, I was in college at UMass. But when I came to games during winter break, especially 2019, and I saw empty seats again, it kind of felt a little shocking for me because here I was having gotten used to seeing Clipper games sold out, which is not the norm. And now we're back to, oh man, we don't really have any stars on the roster. People don't seem to care as much anymore. Of course, the Clipper fans are going to show up. But what about the other fans, the many other people that make up a Clipper game, whether it be Laker fans in disguise or just the basketball fan in LA that doesn't support a team or the transplant that's a Knicks fan from New York that's living in Los Angeles and wants to see good basketball and the Clippers are more affordable. What about the group that's won Clipper tickets for a little group field trip? Sometimes they do that kind of stuff. Because, see, if you're not from L.A., you don't realize these things. Or a recreation center's camp team. Like, this is what the Clippers do. They are the affordable alternative. They do these kind of deals and stuff and invite, like, church groups, boys and girls clubs, this kind of thing in the 300 section. I remember my senior year in high school, at a public high school, there was an event where you, like, 200 kids or something went, I don't even, actually, that may have been an exaggeration on the number, but like 50 kids or so went to a Clipper game, regular season game in the 300 section and were like chaperoned by a teacher. Like these are the kind of things that go down at Clipper games. It's also a very kid-friendly experience for children that have never been to a basketball game. Laker games are a lot different. So what I'm trying to get at is the reality of the situation is Clipper fans you go to a Clipper playoff game, yeah, a large majority of them are Clipper fans. I'd say a good 70% probably. But in the regular season, no. The Clipper fans, see here, don't get it twisted. Yeah, Clipper fans may not be the loudest bunch. But let me tell you something. Clipper fans are not quiet. They're pretty enthusiastic. The thing is, we are a second secondary team in our city. So we don't have the consistency in terms of fans and when we do sell out or we are, you know, there is a Clipper game in the regular season. There are a lot of people that are at the game that are not Clipper fans. 
that are straight up just there to watch basketball or one of the various examples I just used. And that's the reality of the situation is that here's how I see it, right? And the reason I brought up those years is when we got Kawhi and Paul George back, back to sell out every night, 2019-20 before the shutdown for COVID, Clippers were 100% attendance and top 10 in the league in the total number. And mind you, Stable Center has less capacity than some of the other stadiums. 2022, we don't have Kawhi. Now this is post-COVID, so it took people a little bit of a, a little bit of time to, you know, fully back get back into sellout games and being comfortable around that many people. A lot of people were a little hesitant. I remember, especially in the beginning of the season. But I had a harsh reality that season, and that was that Paul George wasn't putting asses in the seats guaranteed. I thought having Paul George, having just been to the conference finals for the first time, that would guarantee that we'd still sell out. But I remember going to a game very early in the season against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it was barren. It was empty in the 300 section, and the lower bowl was not a pleasant sight. It was like the old days, and we had Paul George on the roster and had just had our most successful season in franchise history. I was worried, and that's why I started going to games even more than I did when I was a kid. Obviously, now I can pay for the games myself and drive myself, which obviously as a kid, I didn't have that luxury. But I remember on one of my videos at that Cleveland game on Dime Dropper, I said, Clipper fans, get to the games because right now we're not selling out and it's looking a little bit disappointing to say the least. We need to be there. And if I'm not going to be there, who is? So you fast forward to this year, right? Now let me read the attendance stats for 2022. Clippers in 2022 were 17th in attendance and only 89% of the arena filled on average. Now this season when we had Kawhi, there were some sellouts, but if you recall this being my first season as locked on Clippers host, when we'd sell out, I'd say the number on this channel. I'd be like, it's the eighth sellout of the season because we weren't selling out every game, even with Kawhi. And you know why that is? Because people don't know which stars are playing on a given night. That's the simple fact. When Kawhi and Paul George were playing, and they were playing a little bit consistently, you know, December, January, and then before Paul George went down, we were starting to sell out again fairly frequently. But it was that beginning of the season where we didn't know. And I think the the rock bottom was when we played Sacramento in late November, early December, and no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard playing, and they were day-to-day for, like, a while. And we were, the fans are, like, not interested anymore. Like, what's happening? It's the same old stuff. And that's when the complaining about load management got to an all-time high. And later that week, you saw them play against the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte. But this season, same thing, 17th place, but the percentage went up to 92. So as I said, we did have more attendance, but that's middle of the pack, even with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So you know what that's telling me? That we need to have a really good team to be consistent sellouts, just like other teams. The only teams that will sell out even when they're trash are the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Celtics. I don't know what other teams really sell out every night when they're garbage. The reality of the situation is it's not just about Clipper fans. It's about the general population of LA that attends Clipper games and whether they want to see stars. And the answer is yes. But coming up, what about Clipper Nation, the core of the people that should care about this topic, and they're going to be attending games. What do they think? Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about prize picks. 
Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy entry app around. And how does it work? All you got to do is pick two to six players and predict that they'll score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. And prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That doesn't just include the NBA. That could be the MLB. That could be PGA. That could be college sports. That could be the WNBA. That could be the Women's World Cup. You name it. They've got it on prize picks. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. All right, it's time to talk about the most important piece of the puzzle, and that is Clipper Nation, the best fan base in basketball in terms of loyalty and. That's where I'm going to start this off with. We're the most loyal fan base in the NBA. Doesn't matter who's playing in terms of Clipper fans. Clipper fans will show up to the Intuit Dome. We're going to be so excited to have our new arena. Clipper fans are ecstatic about this. It's going to be state of the art. And no matter who's on the team, whether it's Paul George and Kawhi playing, we have so in that way you have, if that's the case, you have stars headlining your arena. But even if they're not, if it's the first year of a rebuild, I think Clipper fans are going to be ex- – because if it's the first year of a rebuild, that means this upcoming season probably did not go well. And I think Clipper fans are going to be so excited to move on. And being in the new arena is going to be like a sign of not only is it a new era of Clipper hoops because of the stadium, but a new era of Clipper hoops on the court with the actual team. Now, here's the thing. If the Clippers start losing a lot with that team, there are naturally going to be fans in, in every fan base this happens where they're not as inclined to go to games when you're not winning. That's just human nature, and that's just, especially in L.A., even though they're Clipper fans, it's lower attendance when you don't win, straight up. But being that it's the Intuit Dome, I think Clipper fans are going to be fine. As I said earlier, it's not about Clipper fans only. It's not. It's about everybody else. But me personally, I would, it doesn't matter. It could be five guys in the comment section on this YouTube video playing for the Clippers and I'd still go support. It doesn't matter whether it's Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, or it's Terrence Mann, Bones, Highland, Zubats, Amir Coffey, and Kobe Brown as the starting lineup. I will be there loud and proud. And I think Clipper fans will do the same. And I think Clipper fans, there are a lot of them that want to move on, that want to start the Intuit Dome fresh. But as I said, not only is it not just about Clipper fans, when you lose, it is harder. It is harder to fill up the stadium. So am I going to sit here and guarantee you that it's going to be sellouts no matter what in the Intuit Dome, regardless of stars? No, I'm not. Because at the end of the day, the main thing the Clippers need to do is continue to put out a winning team, continue to either attract or produce stars. And this stadium is only going to help them just continue to build more fans in LA, especially the younger generations that are growing up with an actual choice. 
like unlike kids in my generation or younger that had Jerry Buss's empire and Sterling slumlord racist, you know, and that makes me sound terrible for picking as the slumlord racist owner, but I didn't know any of it, you know, as a seven-year-old kid, you don't know about the owner and what he's doing. So at the end of the day, now the kids that are growing up have a real choice and you don't know who's going to win more championships long-term. Now I know Laker fans are going to laugh at that comment. Are you kidding me? But that's because they believe in this voodoo stuff about the Clippers and then having a curse and all that. But the Clippers have one of the best owners in the league. We have a great new arena coming up. All you got to do is put the right guys in the right places. And then the luck and the basketball product, you have as good of a chance as anybody, you know, depending on the circumstances, you need luck to go your way. But the first step is the owner and the Clippers have that now. So the main thing is you got to just build more Clipper fans so that that number of guaranteed fans, regardless of whether the team's good or not, is going to continue to build. It's going to continue to build. So in my opinion, moral of the story, Clipper Nation, I don't think the large majority of them will care. They'll show up regardless. The problem is it's not just them. It's not just them. But I think they'll be fine. I'll be fine. Of course, having stars is going to make them more inclined to come. But... Having stars is going to make them more inclined to come, but I still think a large percentage of them will come regardless. But coming up, I'm going to give the final verdict. Do the Clippers need to open up the Intuit Dome with stars? Going to be talking about the final decision, in my opinion, coming up. All right. So here it is. After thinking about it a lot, and I did think about this a lot, I had to take my own personal emotions out of it because here's the thing. If the Clippers open up with a rebuilding team, you know, we don't have much draft capital. If we rebuild, we're, you know, next season. When I say next season, I mean this first year in the Intuit Dome, not this upcoming one. We're not going to be very good. That's probably, probably not going to be very good. So if we're not going to be very good, I don't think we'll sell out every game. And having a brand new arena and not having a bunch of sellouts right away is not the best look. Now, a big question I also have about the arena is at Staples Center, we get a lot of closeted Laker fans coming to games, whether they're the ones that stay neutral and silent or just enjoying the basketball or the ones that are actively going to the game and rooting against us. I wonder if the Intuit Dome will prevent less Laker fan infiltration. Now, granted, it's basketball in a night in Los Angeles and Laker fans are everywhere, so you're still going to get them. It's just a matter of does the proportion or percentage of them decrease when it's not the Lakers stadium that we share with them, where they're not going to a game and seeing Magic Johnson statue outside or covered banners they can make fun of, make fun of, or the same stadium that their favorite team plays in. Now it's all us, our area. You know what I'm saying? It's Clipper Central. So does that make them less inclined to come? I hope that's the case. But I really hope to see, or I don't know about, I, sh- I don't know if I'll use the words I hope to see, but I'm just curious to see what, the, what it looks like in terms of the percentage of Clipper fans in this new arena that's tailored for us. But my verdict is this. This is still Los Angeles. And if you don't have, If you have a terrible Clipper team going into the new arena and aren't selling out and having great attendance, that's a really bad look. So in my opinion, do they need to keep rolling with this team? Not necessarily, but I think they have to have at least one star, at least one. I love Terrence Mann, 
Bones Highland, these guys, and I think Clipper fans love them too, but that's not going to guarantee everyone, even if it's just Westbrook and a bunch of other people, other, a bunch of other young players, good enough. Westbrook will put butts in the seats, but you need to at least have one star. And am I saying this with confidence? No, I'm not. I could be wrong. One star may still not be enough, especially depending on who it is. And listen, here's my, here's my ultimate counter argument, though, in terms of Clipper Nation is like, what's the difference between having no stars on the roster and then having stars that don't play? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you don't know if they're playing. And that's a huge problem. And that's part of why we don't have consistent sellouts anymore. But anyway, I do think we need a star. That's my verdict, my final decision. I do think we need at least one star because it's just not a good look. I'd be ecstatic, you know, to have a new era if this fails again and, and just support these new guys that play hard, hopefully young players. But not everyone's like me. And it's not just Clipper fans that go to these games. And that's why I think we need to at least have one star. I would, you would say the more the merrier, but I also am thinking about the team and winning. And I don't know if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, depending on what they do this season, should deserve another chance going into the Intuit Dome just because they're stars. But anyway, that's it for this episode. Let me know what you think. Do you, need, do you think we need to open up the Intuit Dome with stars? It seems like Steve Ballmer, being that it's the Clippers, is leaning towards opening it up with stars. But who knows? I think a lot of it depends on how this season goes because there's a chance Clipper fans just start getting fed up. And a lot of them have been fed up. But thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more content. And remember to subscribe to Locked On Clippers and hit the notification bell. Let me know how the audio sounded, even though I'm using it, you know, because I'm using a different source. But let me know. The age old proverb continues. Go Clippers. <laughs>